Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. And now... Join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of the world's funniest comedians. This is Comedy Goldmines with Kevin Hart. Welcome, world. Welcome to an all-new episode of Comedy Goldmines, where we do what? Well, we'll begin inside the minds of brilliant comedians. And oh, my God, what amazing minds they are. Some of the best minds, I may add, are minds attached to humor. I said it. I'll stand on it. Today's mind... Well, it's that plus much more. I know I use this word a lot. And I say a friend, a brother, and you guys are probably like, oh, man, does he really mean it when he says it? In this case, I, I really do. I really do. I don't say it just to say it. I actually mean it when I say it. A writer, comedian, director, producer, friend, father. I can go down a list. I mean, I, I'm also going to say a mentor uh, as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Chris Spencer, the Comedy Gold Mines. What's going on, Chris? Hey, man. Thank you for all those wonderful things. But if you were to continue the list, what would be two more? Two more? Yeah. Uh, mechanic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> handy. Uh, handyman. <laughs> I think your best, your best quality, you are a high-level connective tissue to entertainment. Right. I don't even want to say to the stars, to entertainment in general. You, right. You are somehow connected uh, to everything and everyone, right? It's like you, weird. It's not weird though. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cadence. It's a quality, right? You know what I mean? Hey, the weirdest connection I made. I got a call from the White House. Hey, Chris. I was like, who's this? This is blah blah blah. Aid from the White House. Listen, we heard Will Smith is in D.C. and Forty Four wants to play golf with him. Could you uh, could you call Will and and hook it up? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what makes you think I have Will's number? They're like, you got it. Can you hook it up? I was like, you are that guy, though. Well, here's the fucking part. They didn't say, and why don't you and Will come out and play with the president? <laughs> Can you hook it up for Will and the president to enjoy each other without you? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, guys, after I make the connection, what do you do? You guys want us to? How do you want to just? How do you want to get to us so we know where to go? Like, what airport should I fly into? <laughs> no, oh no, 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 no. Will and the president. Yeah, no, I will come out there and play with the president. No, <laughs> like, no, not you. Have you ever heard of Kev on stage? Kev on stage, the comedian. Yeah. Yes, I've heard of him. So we did a roast for this kid named To Hear More. He said the funniest shit about me. He said Chris is the most sought after and wanted man in black Hollywood. They want him there, but they don't want him in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
we want you to write this and produce this. But listen, yeah, no, 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 no. You, you don't, you don't need to be. We don't, we don't, we don't need you in it. Does it affect you, Chris? Like when you, when you say that, are you, are you at a point where you feel like, um, your, your talent is sometimes overlooked? Absolutely. Well, you know what? So you know, we had children around the same time, and. It was kind of around the same time that I started getting a lot of writing gigs. So it was like, okay, there's no need to go on the road. I'll be a writer. And so the writer producer, Chris, became more popular and, and more sought after than mm -hmm. Chris Spencer, the comedian. So there was a shift. And so now it was great because, you know, like I, I say in my, in my, on my social media, I, private school is paid for this month, but I really envy when I see you guys, well, not you, because you, you fly private, but when I see my comedic friends in the airport coming back from a gig and they're telling stories, I'm like, damn, I, I miss this. I miss that. You know what I mean? And, I, and, and as of late, you know, which you've told me before, you would produce my special, I am gearing towards being that guy in front of the camera and on stage more often because I don't want my tombstone to read. Uh, Writers Guild of America loves him. Well, here's a here's a tricky thing with you, right? Like you, you're no you're no stranger to stardom, right? Like coming coming out of the gates, Chris Spencer's star rose extremely fast. I mean, you know, you talk about the opportunity behind Vibe when you were hosting uh, the talk show, and we've joked about it for years. Everything that came with that, and you know, right. it was there, and then it was gone, and then you know, Chris Spencer was a comedic talent that was known in L.A. That was a guy who, you know, you made various cameos um, in projects that right. were done uh, with the Wayans family. Your relationships there has been amazing, and they've always been true to you and your your mm -hmm. talent and you know you you your popular face right so as the years went and you took that back step right. uh with the writing like you said and, and and the producing now you're like yeah i do i miss that is it is is there still a want for for stardom like for that bug that you had when when you first came out and all that came with that like are are, are you are you thirsting for that again? Or is it just the, the success that comes with being a, a, a comedian and a headliner and traveling? Um, you know, it's weird. It's like I try to say I don't want the stardom, but I know I do. Because if me, you, and Chris Rocker at lunch and somebody goes, oh, my God, I want, can, you guys, can we get a picture? I don't want them to go, hey, Chris, can you take a picture of me? Kevin Hart and Chris can you take you know the picture? Mean? Yeah, and so take the I love my so-called anonymity or in my privacy, but I do want that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just, you know what? Let me take it back. I want to be recognized as being very funny as opposed to being very nice and witty. And he hosts a great room and he's the go-to guy for this award show. Like I need to put out a special so people can see me do an hour. Cause if you look at everybody that's on the wall behind you, they did our specials, which set them apart from the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even if, you don't, even if it's not the greatest special in the world, there's an audience that goes, yo, he's the guy I want to pay money to go see if he comes to my town. Mm -hmm. I just need the world to know that. You know what I mean? Like, I think I've done a good job with hosting the rooms in, in L.A., you know, being at, you know, tripping on Tuesday and chocolate Sundays and then do the thing in Inglewood with the Savoy, which is great because I'm from Inglewood. And it's great when I could bring people like you and Dave and Tiffany down because 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a drive to drive up to Hollywood. And so for, for me to be able to bring talent back to where I grew up, it's very, very much appreciated. Well, it says a lot about who you are. Yeah, but that bug to, and I said, not necessarily be famous, but just be known as a comedian. You know what I mean? I have a lot of slashes. I just want comedian to be first. Here's a take that I have on it. And it's, it's one that I hope that you realize, right? Right. The, the one thing that you have that us as comedians really want and, and need, it's, it's a need, is the approval of the peers. Right. Right? You, you as a comedian, you want you want to be a comedian's comedian. Absolutely. You want to you want to be a comedian that other comedians are excited about that they genuinely love and that they 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 go that guy or that girl is funny. Right. You, that funny is attached to your name and we as a community we stamp that. We give that approval, right? right. You mm-hmm. have that. And I and I think Sometimes you overlook that mm-hmm. and the strength of that, right? Because you're like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that come with it in my relationships and I'm a connective guy and I'm this, but nothing bad is attached to your name. No, I agree. Nothing, like no, nothing bad is attached to your name. Like I got some shit attached to my fucking name. I got some, I got some, some fucking murmurs of bad and some mumbles, right? That's right, right, that's right. attached to my name. There's nothing but clear, crisp volume mm-hmm. uh, of good, right? Attached to a conversation about Chris Spencer. And I think you know when you're saying you know you you want you just want to be known for it. I think you're looking just for the success of you know of of an audience of of your right. of something that you can call your fan base because that's how i started i understand that you know what i mean and i know that to be true because when our friends who are you know superstar comedians do a special and if they haven't answered my phone call all year the day after their special drops if i call they always answer the phone Absolutely. to wanting to know how did i feel and that really feels really good what do you think your opinion has your your opinion has trumped. I mean, uh, I won't I won't put people on spot here, but right. I run to the to the Chris Spencer opinion. I need that. Right. Yo, Chris, when I'm when I'm ready for it, not in the beginning. I don't want it in the beginning. Right. When I when I feel like I'm sharp and I'm ready, I want a Chris Spencer eye. I want right. to see what you think because when you go, oh man, that bit about or yo. You're in a good fucking place. Right. Oh my God. This is that 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 right. to me, that that's my my certified seal. Cause it's come it's coming from right. one of the best in, in my in my opinion. Like when we're talking about understanding jokes frontwards, backwards, forwards, sideways, Chris Spencer's the definition of that when it comes to mm-hmm. just really embracing the craft right. and, and doing it well. Chris Spencer is a clear-cut example of that and i think that's why you know you you get those first ring pickups right you know what i mean like, i love it i just i just want to get to the point where i try to figure out who is the chris spencer for me mm. you know what i mean that's why I, I, I at least got a I, you know i did a showtime special that i think uh only played in long beach and um parts of new mexico <laughs> so i need to do go do an hour so people can see me do a rock an hour. So, so people, people can see me rock an hour. Yeah. And then I can have Harry and Joey call me or Buddy Lewis or whoever, you know, we deem as that guy to go, yo, that shit was great. Yeah. And, and how old are you now, Chris? 
53. 53. I mean, right now you're you're in a great space. This is this is yeah. this is that side of life now where you know it's what you just said, just echoing it, which is the discovery of you and the things that you want to make sure you're doing to fulfill your journey to fulfill right. your purpose and and you know i think i think that uh in our conversations you voice that you've helped a lot you've done a lot and helped a lot of people and those people have found success you just now want to put that energy right. into you and i i get that i understand yeah. that i i, yeah. I really do i want to get my, i want to get my larry david on which makes sense do you think that was larry's thing do you think, was that Larry's reason? I don't know. I think it kind of happened uh, coincidentally and accidentally because, you know, he shot that special uh, on HBO, which was kind of like, a, I don't know if it was a put pilot or whatever, where he was showing what it would be like for him to get ready to do a special. And they were like, yo, we need to do a series about this. And I think he was like, uh, that's not what this was for. And then it became something bigger. So I like to use him and, you know, say what you want, you know, the word Louis C.K., you know, there's the negative about him, but then there's, he did the same thing going from writer to back in front. Judd Apatow is trying to make that transition again. So I know there's, there's, there's possibilities for it to happen. And when you say that, I believe that you can separate the, the talent from the problem. Like, so when you say right. Louis C.K., we're not, we're not speaking on, on the problem. I know, but there's people going, yeah, Ugh, yeah. you know what I mean? There's some names I get it. Say. Um, do you think now uh, with where you are in the writing, directing, and producing, I mean, is there any passion that that's attached to any of that that you that you think fuels this desire of of finding the the Chris Spencer or 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 completing you know, the, the task at hand of, you know, me and my journey to success. Are any of those things checking those boxes for you? Absolutely. So, you know, I've been a TV host, I've uh, been a TV writer, uh, and I've been a TV director. I will be directing my first film uh, uh, this year. And so, I, I, like, everything I want is happening for me. Mm -hmm. I just know that I just that that last bubble has to be our mm -hmm. special, whether it be Netflix or HBO or whatever, just so people can go. Oh, because like I'm the, the you know, it's hard to, to do a special when you're doing 20 minute sets. Laugh Factory Comedy Store Improv, as you know, you Absolutely. have to go. Absolutely. And so my television work has hindered me from going on the road because uh you know, at the, at this at the level where I am in terms of popularity, I make more money at home, right? And so I had this actually had this conversation when I was with uh with Dave Chappelle at, at Yellow Springs with um Louis C.K. because I had just performed and he's like, well, what are you doing? I, I go, what do you mean? He goes, that fucking set was incredible. Like, and he punched up a couple of jokes, and then he said, why aren't you on the road? I said, well, uh. He said, you're too good to be at home. Mm. You're in Hollywood. He's like, fuck Hollywood. I go, and he dissed me and gave me a compliment at the same time. I said, you know what I'm writing and producing is? He goes, writing and producing what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing that's better than that? I was like, well, you know, I just can't go on the road right now and do and for $3,500 a week because I'm doing. He says, $3,500 a week is going to get you $100,000 a week. You have to make the sacrifice. All of us. Made fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred, thirty five hundred until we made a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars a week. So 
That's what you're supposed to be doing. Fuck this writing and producing shit that I don't know about. <laughs> I was like, sir, there's this network called BET. You're being racist. I, they love me. But it's right. I mean, listen, sometimes you need to sometimes you need to hear that though. No, it was great to hear. Sometimes you just need to hear it. It was great to come off stage that day. And for Dave, Chris Tucker, Bob Saget, uh, Donnell Rollins and, and Mo Ammer just all to run up to me and go, yo, what are you doing with your life? And I was like, I'm punching up jokes for the Emmys. If <laughs> 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 he has a commercial for Groupon, I'm, I'm helping her uh, rewrite some things. But this is, I, I think it's also, man, what I, what, what I find exciting about what you're saying and what you're doing is that it's, it's another stage Yes. It's another stage, yes. right? Like, like, so, so I forgot who broke it down to me, man. I, I was talking to somebody and they broke life down to me in quarters, you know, like you got right. the first, second, third and fourth. Right. And when they told me this, told me I was in the second quarter, right. Of, of where I am now. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, what do you mean? Second quarter? It was like, yeah, you're 40. Like, this is like the second quarter. Third quarter is like, you know, 50s. when you get to like 50, that's the third quarter. Absolutely. And the fourth, the fourth quarter, you know, that's like 65 Seinfeld. To, to 80, you know, when you, when you're in the fourth quarter and I was like, damn, the 65 to 80, they're like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically when you just setting up for death. Like you just kind of, <laughs> right. You just, you just preparing for it. Like, you know, it's coming. So you just, you're just doing less, but you got to just find, the new in each quarter I love to, to, to ignite, you know, this next version of yourself. So, you know, in my forties, I'm now finding different energy of, of life and reason for me to continue doing what I do. I'm finding different levels of love right. for different things. Right. And you saying now I want to go to a stage. I want to get back to this and I want to do this for me. You're finding a new purpose and reason for you to perform in this quarter yeah i love that it's a dope ass breakdown man hi it's stephen colbert and i'm here to tell you about the late show pod show which is the podcast of the late show with me stephen colbert and i'm here with my uh producer of the podcast becca hi becca hi stephen so what do people get when they listen to the late show pod show let's let's sell this thing the extended moments for sure because we run out of time for broadcast but we have plenty of time on the podcast it's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? <coughs> or just a horrible accident? <coughs> That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane... You've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Vacation, Hollywood.
you're talking about your first movie that you're directing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is directing the thing that will be um, leisure? Like, you know, if something the right thing comes along, it's cool, and I'll do it. Or could you get bit by the bug? And if you do, there's no shot that stand-up can happen because right. a directing thing will take you off the fucking table, Chris, for a year. Right. Six to eight months. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I think... Uh, at least for this first half of this third quarter, it will be directing this movie, and and with the success of it, will let me know, will let me know more. You know, it is something I'm interested in. I see that there really isn't that many black comedic directors. You got Tim, you got Malcolm, oh. right? And it's like there's a there's a hole right there. There's that we used to have Keenan and and Townsend, and but there's like who is our black film comedy director? Like, those other guys are kind of hybrids, you know, Malcolm Lee, Tim Story. But, like, who is our, who is our go-to comedy director? And I was like, one. yo. We don't have one. There is a lane that I could go jump in right now. And so I was blessed with – I wrote a script, my partner, Eric Daniel, and I, and we sold it. And uh, this guy – it sat on a shelf for a while, and then another company came – and gave this guy a hundred million dollar fund. And one of the first scripts they wanted to do was this script. And I was like, uh, let's go. And so we uh, attached Wesley Snipes, uh, JB Smoove. Well, let me tell you what the movie's about. So uh, on my poster, it says not from the makers of Magic Mike, right? <laughs> it's about, it's basically the full Monty meets Magic Mike where these older guys get back together who used to be, uh, basically, male exotic dancers, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know when you go to you're in Vegas and you see Thunder Down Under. So imagine the urban version of that. And right now the title is called My Magic Johnson. Now, how long we're gonna be able to keep that? I don't know, but we're going with it. <laughs> and you have, we have Gary Owen, Faison, uh, yeah. Tiffany, Lorenz Tate uh, is on. Well, hopefully, we if we have Lorenz Tate money, he'll be on board. And we got some surprising cameos. And the script is very cute. It's a love story. But it's also um, a great ensemble piece with these guys getting back together after 25 years, 20 years. And, and I mean, Chris, you're going to eventually have to say. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm either going to do this or I'm going to do this. Chris Rock said the same thing. You're going you're gonna to have to, like, you're, you're going you're gonna to have to turn one switch on. Mm-hmm. And turn one off because your opportunities they're, they're never ending in this town right. when it comes to creative you're, you're always going to get an offer to be a part of something creative i mean i mean shit i tried to make you an exec to run his whole company i was like Argh. i said to chris spencer there was a, a position that we had um on our on our laugh out loud uh on our laugh out loud streaming uh, platform and you know I was looking for a creative exec you know somebody that could come on and that could spearhead um, us in getting young new great um, comedy IP right development somebody that could outsource and figure out how to bring in these ideas and oversee them and and help developing 
And I was like, Chris Spencer, this is an opportunity of a lifetime for you because you, my friend, you are comedy gold. Nobody knows it better than you. This is this is big business, Chris. This is us now putting the, the business in show business and it aligns us in a way that we've never been before. What do you think? It was a, the pitch. I gave it, I gave it my all I, at the end of it. I my hand, I was like, da, da, da. <laughs> Chris, he's like, oh man, oh man, now that's that sounds cool. Um, all right, let me. But it was, <laughs> it was two things that I thought of, right? Two things. I was like, I don't want to have to have a job where I got to wonder what I'm gonna wear tomorrow, right? <laughs> I'm gonna iron out this shirt and get this motherfucking tie ready, and oh yeah, these shoes, I'm gonna kill them with these. I didn't want that. And then I kept thinking, you as my friend and little brother, I didn't want to be walking into a room. And we see all these people ready to meet you. And you go, hey, Chris, hold my phone. Like, that would have fucking killed me. <laughs> I'm holding your fucking phone so you could go get accolades for some shit I'm helping you write. <laughs> it's already bad. Enough, Kevin, you know how bad it is already? <laughs> I couldn't hold your phone. I'm sorry. Nobody thinks like you think, man. <laughs> Nobody fucking thinks like Chris. I'm offering Chris a fucking job as a creative exec, the head of development. He's thinking about I ain't holding this nigga phone. That's it. He gonna ask me to hold. This I don't phone. want somebody to go. If, wait, find out what Kevin wants to eat first. Like, I didn't want to be that guy. Ah, take Chris. Can you get somebody to take this back? You know Kevin don't like guacamole. I'm like fuck Kevin and his guacamole. I, I quit. Quit. You haven't even signed the papers yet. Yeah, fuck that. Kevin, <laughs> Chris, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to choose one, man. You're right, you're right. I know one of them isn't giving you your goddamn phone. I know one of them. I, listen, I when you told me I couldn't do nothing but laugh. I laughed so fucking hard because you you're being serious. This is how you think. This is how you operate. This right. is how your mind works. But for you to do what you really want to do, right. and, and 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 really fucking execute. Dude, right. you're 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 the you're the comedy version of the Dosakis man. <laughs> you're That's like there, there's no space that you can't fit into. So right. you know if if you keep yourself open for those opportunities, they're just going to keep coming. And stand up will always get pushed back. Right. It'll always get pushed back. Right now, right. I'm fight, Chris. Me, I'm fighting for fucking stage time right now. Like I don't have the time to get on stage and work out. So so I'm like, all right, after this next movie, I'm shutting it down for like two or three months so I can so I can go get on stage. Like I gotta, I gotta block out some time. Right. And this isn't even for me to construct a set. This is for me to get the energy back of, right. of the craft to go, oh, all right, I'm ready to fucking start putting a right. set together. But I gotta have time where I can go back and forth to New York, where I can jump on some stages, you know, in in uh, Boca Raton, in Florida somewhere, where I go work out, or in in Utah. You gotta, you gotta just everything else stops I when know. stand up when stand up starts. And that's Not, been the nothing problem. else. Trump stand up when we go, and right. and and you gotta do that. Like you, and this isn't this isn't the advice. This is this is us talking as just comedians, like. You know what you gotta do if that's what right. you're trying to do. You, yeah. you can't you can't double dutch it. Right now you double dutching it. Double dutching. It's just hard for me to leave for thirty five hundred dollars <laughs> a week. <laughs> and a kid's school costs forty three thousand. 
So it's hard. It's like, yo, you want to, you want to, you want to go staff up on this show real quick for eight weeks, or do you want to go play yuck the, the laugh pickle in Toronto for twenty five hundred dollars? Like, I, I honestly think though, I think if you put a run together, you should, you should put a a, a real two two month like yeah. like Wednesday through Sunday run every yeah. week. Like like sit down, sit down with Vanessa the kids. And this is something that you've never done. Like you've right. never, you've done the weekends, you've right. you've done the the tours, you've right. been a part of those, and you know you're in and out. I'm talking about yes. a real two month road warrior, yeah, Spencer. Like I do, like I do once. I'll do two weeks for every other every other third month, but I've never gone just like you know Mad Max. Plane, suitcase, show, suitcase, home, suitcase, show. You know what I mean? Like you gotta do I've it. I've never done that. Yeah, you gotta do yeah, it. Just, I, and I and I think I think in doing that, what's gonna happen is the money is secondary. Like because that's not that's not the the thing that you're looking for, right? Like that's not the W here. I mean, of course, we all want to get to the to the big numbers and and. Sure. You know, uh financial success right. is not something that we're going to overlook and act like it's no big deal because mm -hmm. it is but in this case for what it is that you're doing you want the energy you want that that feel you want the crowd you want your fan base and you want a punctuation of a special yeah. you got a road warrior yeah you know so far I, and I've, I've already started to figure this out because i'll be doing post as soon as the movie's over and then i figure I've I've put the two months aside that the two or three months aside that I'm gonna go. Yeah, you, know, you have, have to. to, and it's, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. But you're gonna be happy that you finally did it, right? Though. No, and what's great is I'm in a financial position where I can now. You know what I mean? I got a couple mm -hmm. of you know some films that have been sold, some TV shows that are supposed to be getting picked up, and the fact that it's like okay, now we can live on. We have money that we have savings. Now I can go do, pursue my dream. You know what I mean? That's huge. It's a great film. That's huge. And and let's not overlook that. Like you know, this is a great. You know, the the podcast is dope because it's it's just great dialogue. Right. But don't overlook the the place of security that you now right. sit in because of what you do that's attached to the craft right. of being funny. You've 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 went and you've maneuvered this machine of right. yours uh, in a way that that other people are, are still trying to figure right. out. Like when when it comes to the the business side and, and multitasking uh, that comedy gene, you you've taken it from personality to mm -hmm. host to behind the scenes to behind the camera to to writing to being in those rooms. Like it's like the, that's the business. That's the that's the other side right. of it. Now you you're going and and you're redoing the front part. You the back part you've gotten right. down. You go out there and you road warrior this shit, Chris. It's gonna be it's gonna be game over. Game the fuck over, man. That's so funny when I tell this to people. They're like, "Are you fucking kidding me? We're trying to get to where you are. We yes. can't, I can't stand the fucking road." And I'm like, "Oh, really?" And listen, don't get me wrong. I don't love the road, right? I I I love when I get there. I love the stage, but you know, from fucking 9 a.m. till 8 o'clock showtime, it's like, yeah. what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's tougher on, on this side of it. But I think, you know, dude, even if when I go, 
if you came with me, it's the it's the New York energy for me. Oh yeah, like I love that. The New York energy for me. Yeah, and going right. from comedy club to comedy club is what gets me. Like, yeah. like I need to, I need to get in a cab. I need mm -hmm. to, to, uh, you know, really like flag down the cab, go from here, go from here. Or, you know, now, even if I got a driver or something with me, like I need the energy of getting out the car, walking into the stuff. comedy club, rushing to the next one. It's, it's nothing like it. And I love the New York comedians. Oh. Like, Will Vince and Keith Robinson and then like when they see you they're like yo and they find you find these rooms that you you know yo what's the name got uh uh got a room in the Bronx you'll love a salsa con fuego come on like, okay let's go yo after you go there meet me in Queens as a Jamaica restaurant you gotta order you gotta order uh some curry goat and then they'll open up the door and let you fucking rip it's, it's, <laughs> It's nothing There's but so many fucking rooms till three, four o'clock in the morning. Like it's crazy. It's out nothing there. like it. It's it's no. nothing like it. It's there is nothing like it. And the the camaraderie, the camaraderie that that you find, you know, Rob Stapleton, all those dudes. I'll come pick you up. Listen, don't worry about. This. It's like, damn, this shit. It doesn't happen here. You know what I mean? I guess. It's just a different energy here. Why is you know that, I mean? Chris? Why is why is the 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 energy in Los Angeles? It's it, it's it's kind of scattered in my opinion. Right. It's spaced out. Whereas whereas in New York, it's about you do the show and we all sit down afterwards and we're all at this little this little restaurant and people are cracking on each other and people are telling jokes, people are chilling. Right. It's it's a it's a thing. There's this crazy rapport. I feel like in LA, it's scattered. It's not. Right. It's never really been consistent. Right. That's a good word. Um, I don't know what it is about that New York energy. It, I knew something was different when I was at fucking catch and they said they knew my next spot at the, at the fucking cellar. And they're like, listen, we'll call a seller and tell them you're going to be late. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. We'll tell me that shit doesn't happen here. If you're fucking late to the you're improv, late. the laugh factory is going to be like, motherfucker, pick a spot. <laughs> Pick a spot. You out there, you're like, yo, I'm at Caroline's, and then I gotta go do, you know, I'm gonna run around with 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 you know with talent over to this other shit in the upstate and then blah blah blah. Cool. Listen, we'll call, we'll put some money on ahead of you. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it and then they pay real money. <laughs> like these dudes get real fucking money within a 30 to 40 mile radius that they live off yeah, of. They get like LA, you better fucking if you think you're gonna live off these spots, you better have you better be selling cocaine out of the Uber. <laughs> in LA, I think I think they actually might have like bonuses have bumped it up. But when I was there, I remember it was $50 a spot. And I think on the weekends it had jumped to like 75 or a hundred right. um a spot. You know, you were doing that's when you were doing five spots, you know. So on a weekend, you could you could pick up easily four to five hundred for the weekend, uh, and you know, as a young comedian, I mean, shit, you have four weekends in a month, so you coming in with close to two thousand dollars a month from your spots. That 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 within itself, that's your living. That's right. you're living you're living off of that. And you know, during the week, you got your food spots, you got your your paid spots. Maybe the pay ones are twenty twenty five dollars, right. but as a com comedian, that that's how we live that's that's how we generate the money in la it was 
you know, it scattered the list to get a spot. Right. Alone is yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. I've always felt like LA was more everybody's treating this performance as it's the performance that's going to launch their career. I'm going to get discovered. Yes. Right. You know why? Because it's happened. I've seen people come out here and, 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 you know, from chocolate Sundays, I've seen people go up on, you know, first impressions or do a spot and people tap me on the shoulder and go, who is that kid right there? And I'd be like, that's Kevin Hart. Fucking- <laughs> we want him. I go, well, you should take both of us. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to do, you ever have a little brother that's on your basketball team and they're like, yo, Georgetown wants him. Well, you know, we coming together. And so I've seen people, Brandon T. Jackson out of Chocolate Sundays. Like, I've seen people come there and go, we want to work with that kid or who is that young lady? And so people are, are it's, it's not a workout if it's crowded. Like, we're go, I'm going for broke. And that's why you see motherfuckers not grow because they're doing the same shit over and over and mm-hmm. over again because this is my best. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this manager, agent, executive is going to see me do my best as opposed to in New York. I'm fucking coming to work out so I can get greater. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I see. I, and I mean, Chris, you can't give a better description. That's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's always I'm giving my best because somebody in the audience could change so my life tonight. Yo could be out there. Yes. Netflix could be out there. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I gotta, I gotta do my best shit at all times. So there's almost, there's almost like a hidden fear to work out because if I don't give my best or I right. wasn't my best and somebody right. was there, then I blow my opportunity for success. Right. And that's in, that's in the mind. That's, that's, right. that's what you're wrapped up on. So, so, you know, you got, you got those younger and older comics that just never wanted to play that game. Um, right. You know, thankful. I'm, I'm very thankful that I just, I was never affected by that. Like I didn't, I didn't really give a shit. You know what I mean? No, you were always great at not caring about any outside distractions. And it used to baffle me. You know what I mean? I'm like, how can he, he doesn't care what I he said. Shit. He don't care. Who's in the, I remember that time I brought Eddie to come see you at the fucking mm-hmm. comedy union. You remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I was like, I brought you to go up, and I didn't want to go up in front of the motherfucker. By the way, never uh, told you, blew me the fuck away that you was like, yo, Eddie's coming to the show. I got Eddie to come down. And I was like, what? What you mean you got Eddie to come? The fuck are you talking about? Eddie Murphy, he's right. gonna come down. He's gonna come down and check you out. I told him, Jesus, funny, you need to come down and just see you. So he's gonna come tonight. Who the fuck? He was like, who? Who's the next cat? Who's the next cat out there that's ripping the stages? I said, have you heard of Kevin Hart? Somebody, I think, I think, I think Ray was saying something about uh, Kevin Hart. I want to see this little motherfucker. And I was like, okay. And I called Enns. I said, motherfucker, Eddie Murphy's coming to see Kevin Hart. Oh, okay. Um, oh, what should we do? I said, motherfucker, make a space for about 47 people. <laughs> I mean, all in leather. No, that would have been Eddie in the 80s. But no, when he came and saw it, it yeah. was it was dope, though. That's a high for me. You know what I mean? That's why I, I do really I, I might talk shit. I do enjoy the writing and the producing because and 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 the, whatever you want to call me, the, the Negro net, because I have everybody's phone number. I put people mm-hmm. together and it's really great when I see two people come together and some magic happen. You know, you know what, too, man? It's it's also 
it's fucking crazy, man, because we, as you say that, and you're just talking about like your ability to connect and, and those times when you had Eddie come down. And I remember when I was on your couch and I had to sleep on your couch for a little bit. And I'm like, you, you are, you, you are like, you're responsible. You're responsible for the upside of mindset on our black comedians that are, you know, that are in that, that have reached that higher, that higher level. Because the crazy or not, we all talk to you, right? Right. So, so you get to see when a motherfucker is swaying, like, oh shit, we gonna lose them. Such and such is going to the, way too far to the right. And you, you're the guy that can go, hey man, are you okay? Right. And, and we gotta answer you honestly. Right. Nah, man, I'm a little pissed off about this motherfucking <laughs> shit. Got me heated up. All right, well, I can just tell you're a little off. Get some rest, man. Don't let it get the best of you. Like, yo, just know who you are. Like, you're, you're that guy. Mm-hmm. You're, you've been that guy. And the respect that you have generated along the years from being that guy is one that if you ever do decide to push the buttons, Chris, of need from the people that you are surrounded by, we really have no choice. Like, we're we're going to be there for you. Well, you guys have always listened, from Jamie to Chris to you, like Tiffany, Cedric, Mike, everybody has always been there for me. Like, I've never called and you guys have said no. Mm -hmm. You might not answer the phone, but when you do answer, it's never been a no. no. But I have a question for you, sir. Go ahead. Because me and David Arnold were just talking about this the other day. Does your wife think you're funny? That's a good question. <laughs> right? That's a fucking good question. Um, yeah, yeah. Nico thinks I'm funny. It's not funny in the kitchen. I'm talking about when she comes to see you work out your show, is she giving you notes? Is she telling you that, ah, that's, that's a little offensive? Or don't you think you can no. get a different... You don't get that? No. Oh, that's Absolutely good. not. Absolutely not. Right. And not, not to say that I'm against it. No. I'm not like, absolutely not. But I'm like. That's just not what she does. It's not what she does. Like, mm-hmm. you, she she comes and she'll say what she likes. Oh, but that was real funny. But right. I've never heard from her that joke, that joke is ass. Right. No, no. I, I, I wouldn't expect that. My wife no, didn't. like when you're working out. Like, yo, that no, was ass. Never, I wouldn't expect that. But like, for example, so there's a joke that I say, which is you have, you're in it, that's gone kind of viral. And she saw it live yesterday and she was like. I don't know. <laughs> like people love it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm almost famous again. What the fuck are you talking about? Right? <laughs> this joke is taking me to the top, lady. What's the joke? What is so the, the joke? The joke is about uh, being, you know. So I said I work in. I, you, the person who introduces me usually butchers my credit. So I go. Uh, let me tell you guys what I really do. I write and produce in Hollywood. I work with Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Hart, Jamie Foxx, Cedric the Entertainer, all your favorite blacks, right? And so. The problem sometimes when you're friends with these people and work with them, your wives become friends, right? And sometimes, you know, like my wife thinks we can do the same thing as Kevin. I go, no, we can't do the same thing as Kevin. Kevin made $87 million last year. <laughs> Guess who did it, right? <laughs> and I say, and I say, all my friends, I noticed the richer they're getting, they're, they're becoming whiter, right? Like Chris Rock's last special, he had on jeans and a t-shirt. Dave's wearing fucking jumpsuits. <laughs> Right. I said, Kevin, the other day, had on a $250,000 watch and it was covered. I go, why? He goes, well, it's kind of a little, uh, there's only one of three, there's only three in the world. And it's just kind of a collector's item. And I don't really need people knowing. And I was like, fuck that. 
I said, if I had a $25,000 watch, everybody in here would know. You know why? Because the tag would still be hanging from the motherfucker. <laughs> right? So then I, I kind of dropped the mic so you could see the tag hanging. So I said, uh, I said, so, you know, our families go, we do stuff. Uh, I said, we're supposed to go to Europe. I said, now, you know, uh, I can do Europe, right? I don't need Kevin to help me go to Europe, right? I'm a, I'm a multi-thousandaire, right? But my wife was like, you know what I was thinking? We should fly private. I was like, what? Yeah, we should fly private. I was like, you mean don't tell nobody? <laughs> I'm like, fucking private? I was thinking Southwest, 86 stops, LA, Burbank, Phoenix, San Diego, whatever. So that keeps going. But the joke, <laughs> this is the part sheet that bothered her. So I say, when we go out to dinner with the hearts, I don't bring any money. Why? Why? I said, God, I feel God gave Kevin Hart money to take care of me and my family. That's what I feel. <laughs> she don't like that. So I say, I say. That's fucking brilliant. I say, so listen, here's the, here's the part. That's brilliant. I say, uh, so every now and then we go out. I said, you got to be careful when you have a rich friend because every now and then they won't pay. And it's always <laughs> at the wrong. <laughs> it's always at the wrong time i said one night uh we went to mr Charles, right it was like 10 of us <laughs> let me tell you something whenever you see this celebrity and a group of 10 people it's usually people that helped him on his way up right and so he always feels like he's giving back so you know at the table it's like me and i, I name like comedians that you know that once that, that, that were there at one time and now we're just kind of mediocre and so he, yeah. we're having fun right these are your friends and so I said you got to be careful because every now and then they won't pay and so this one night the bill came I said no Mr. Charles is a trick they do the restaurants are really expensive but they have a trick they'll bring out the menus and then they'll go you know what give us those back let us let us bring out a few things I said don't ever let that fucking happen he <laughs> did that shit one night the bill was 1.8 million dollars so on this particular night, the bill comes and the lady hands it to me. I go, why are you handing it to me? She goes, oh, I go, you're going to disrespect Kevin? He's right there. <laughs> oh, Kevin, I'm so, I apologize for this lady right here. I said, let me tell you, audience, Kevin Hart is my African-American express. <laughs> I don't leave home without him. <laughs> What's the new wallet? Not a goddamn thing. Kevin's here. But, so, there's more to the joke, which I'm not going to you know, tell everybody here. Sizzle but, didn't like it? What did she like? We're not those people that Kevin Hart is taking care of. I go, where is a uh, joke? Oh, it's the, you, know, it's, you know what, though? Uh -huh. you're, you're, in, you're in a space and in, in a time where, you know, the, the opinions that we once never had to listen to right. are, are front and center. Yep. They're front and center and they're present. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, you're constantly rethinking something. Right. You're constantly re-fucking right. thinking something. Like, ah, they, Cancel is, culture. That, is, that, is, is that too much? Right. I, is that too on a, is that too on a line? And, and granted, I've said this several times, you know, as I've been doing this podcast, talking to comedians, I get it. Right. I understand why. I get the reason for change and I get being socially aware and conscious. Mm -hmm. But, if you start second guessing everything, you you slowly you're slowly going to just be aggressive and timid at the same time. If if a basketball player second guessed every shot, yep. Well, when is he actually taking the shot that he's confident in taking? Right, right. Like so so the second guess thing is is that's real. It's it's a it's a real thing. So when when Vanessa says it, I can see why because on her side it's. 
I don't want people to think that that's who we are after they see right. the joke. Right. And I had the same thing with uh, my daughter about some of the right. jokes or whatever that I had. Mm-hmm. She, she told me, you know, she was just like, Dad, you don't go to school with me. You don't know my relationship with my friends. And you don't know some of the conversations that I have to have. I don't want to have to have a conversation about something like this. That's just a joke. And I was like, okay. I said, when you say it like that, you made me understand and explain it in, in that way. I get it, honey. And I'll, you know, I'll make sure that moving forward, I'm more aware of you, your world, and the impact that what I do has on it. Because right. you're oblivious to it. Right. So from her side, that's what she's thinking. But, you know, when we up there, we just, we rolling. It's, it's, rolling. it's, it's fucking rolling. I, and I can't lie. Kevin Hart is my black African-American express. That's fucking funny, man. Right. That's fucking funny. Why would I bring money with Kevin Hart? With why, would I bring, why would I bring money? Kevin's coming. And listen, you know, when you say the thing about the, the paying for the bill, right. uh, I'm notorious for the random, for the random dip off. I'll give you, I'll give, I'll give 75 to 80, 80 in a row. We had 80 in a row. But then there's the one day where I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pay today. Yeah, and I'm I don't tell nobody, but I just leave. <laughs> I'm notorious for that. And ask him. Ask, and it's fair. Ask the guys. Ask Harry, Naeem, Dub, Spank, Wayne. It's like every once in a while, I'll do that. I'll be back and go to the bathroom, and they'll just see me pull off. I've and I'll group chat. And that's I'm where like, the joke came from. Yeah, I'm like, this, one, this one's on y'all. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, married life, man. Mm-hmm. We, we can't not talk to each other, not talk about. Right, because wait, for, those, for, for the people on this, um, on this uh, podcast, or what is this, a radio show? Podcast. It's a podcast, it's a podcast, yes. Kevin Hart is responsible for my marriage. <laughs> so... I love and hate. No, I love the fact that you know, he basically introduced me to my wife uh, one night after the Laugh Factory. I had seen her before. She was casting Soul Plane, and she had come. You, you were already cast. And I think they were looking for some other ancillary parts, and she saw this fine-ass nigga on stage, and you were like, oh, Chris, oh, yeah. You. And then we went next door. Remember, we went to Greenblatt's, and we ate. And- this is history. And it's been seven, uh, 17, 17 years ago. years, man. 17 years. Two beautiful Married. kids. Uh, Chris, Bella, yeah. I mean, you right now as a, as a father, right? Are you, are you blown away at how fast time has passed? I mean, you know, you, 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 your kids are, are soon to be right. out. Yo. It's crazy because you remember when our kids were babies, people would always, and mm-hmm. cherish this time. It's going to go by fast. you like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face or help me with this diaper or help me with this yeah. tantrum. And now when I see people with babies and I see them struggling with the stroller and the Bjorn and I'm like, damn, I miss those days. You know what I mean? Like, there's a couple, there's a next door to me, there's a baby and there's a behind us is a baby. We hear the baby crying and me and her look at each other and I go, 
we're going to wait for grandkids. Don't think anything's going to happen tonight. Jeez. But those days I, I, I miss. Are they talking about going away for college? Or are they talking about staying home? I, I want them to go away because that's another thing I regret is that Chris Spencer has never lived anywhere outside of Los Angeles County. Really? Never. never. I've never lived in any other state, not, not any other county. So I want them to go have either a Midwest experience, a Chicago, a, 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 a East Coast experience, a Southern experience, but get out of here so you can have those memories and those stories to share. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Like when we go to Martha's Vineyard every summer, that sounds very bougie, but we go, to, we go to the vineyard every summer. And I see all these kids from all walks of life talking about what it's like at the University of Chicago. And this one goes to Howard. And this one goes to NYU. And this one goes to Stanford. Like, and they all come together and they talk about these experiences. I'm like, I want my son and my daughter to have some other experiences except this, you know, because we go to a school where it's a Hollywood school. You know what I mean? Like, this dude's dad runs this network and this dude is the, this agent and he's his manager. Like it's not real. Go, yeah. Go, 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 go be with some regular folk. Mm-hmm. You and, and with that, with that one in need, I mean, is there a thing of, you know, I guess you could say life after they're out the house, right. you know, right. for, for you and a wife now, now that that's approaching, is there like, you know, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to think about it. Cause it's kind of sad. It is. I'm. I'm thinking about right. it. heaven. I mean, I'm going to be talking about college with heaven in another year. Is that crazy? It's, it's insane. You know. And, and I, I'm. I'm sorry. the opposite of you. I'm. I'm the yeah. opposite. And you just made me uh, rethink the way that I think. You know, because I'm, which is well, I'm just heavy on the side of you know. I don't want my baby away. Like I don't. I don't right. want her. Yeah. I don't want them away, but I just want them to have that experience. No, you, what you said is absolutely right. You know, in heaven. Now, what I did say is, if he does move to New York, I'm also moving to New York. You're going so, to. Heaven's been talking yeah. about New York crazy. Heaven's been talking yeah. about NYU. Marcus King's daughters went to school in New York, and it was just like, it's a fast pace, and it's a great place to you, you grow the fuck up. You have no choice. You have no you choice. Have no, it, it will it will force you to grow up. I just I just keep leaving USC and UCLA stuff around. Hilarious. And, and just, you know, drive out of campuses when I'm with her. So I mean, right. it looks nice. Don't it? Look at that out there. This is, I never knew how nice this campus was down here at UCLA. What is this? Brentwood? I guess. Where the kids stay at? In these little dorm things? That would be nice. I just try to drop little hints like right. that that are suggestive, but without saying too much. It's just going to, that's going to be extremely tough on me. You know, yeah. When when yeah. So you guys are close, yeah. No, I, I mean, I you know, I went to UCLA, and 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 my parents lived in Pasadena, so it was a 15, 20 minute. You, I was away, but I wasn't away. You know what I mean? That's not like my parents. You know, I was t- taking clothes home to do laundry. Like I really had a college experience because so it can happen being in California. I just want them to go meet and feel feel and see some other things yeah, be as independent you know I mean? as possible go, go do a year in europe you know what i mean go go to africa and and, and just don't have uh, i don't want them to have a similar experience to me by going to school locally have you ever thought chris that your your life as you as you know it as you see it i mean this is a show in itself you know, right. the 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 struggle of, you know, the back and forth and that that want for the taste that you once had 
and right. finding success in the space and you're happy about it. You you right. it's dope. You you're right. you're able to do things that you never thought that you would be able to do. And you I mean, what is it? It's called trying not to be a hater. Right? Wow. It's me being this writer writing for a successful show like our show real husbands or another show and you did tell me about this yeah. yes so yes let me tell you one of the one day that hit me in the nuts when we had the real husbands photo shoot remember you guys were on that fucking bike and it was like a bike yes. that could fit like 10 people and yes. i'm looking at all my great friends in this picture is you nelly boris kevin uh, you are kevin Dwayne, jb uh nick and i'm like Fuck, I'm not in that picture. Mm. I want to be in the kid needs, I need to be in that fucking picture. And so mm. I and I find myself because you know, uh, what's it called? I find myself going, oh, what's oh, what's he doing now? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kevin got mm-hmm. another move. Not that I hate, but it's mm-hmm. like you find yourself watching people do what you do and going, damn, what would happen if I went this other path? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love what I'm doing. I love the respect I get from young comedians. Like the other day I walked into a comedy club and it was dark and this dude goes, wow, Chris Spencer. Oh, gee. No, he goes, he goes, what do you call me? He called me a legend. Wow. Chris Spencer, the legend. I was like, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, I can, I, like, I see. Yeah, I, it made me fucking, I teared up a little bit. Here I am complaining because, you know, I'm not fucking in the clubs. And he's like, motherfucker, you are our hero. I, I mean, I, I can clearly understand and I can clearly see why. Right. I, I just love, I love the story. I'm, I'm, I think that's what I, I'm a story junkie. Right. I'm a I'm a story junkie and and when when I'm when I talk and I have these type of conversations you know I I I truly do you know I I compare it to a to a story chapters right you know uh you know what page where you at in this right. fucking book right. that you're writing for you mm-hmm. and yours is just so it's so dope because you know it can be read a couple of different ways like you are successful right and you're happy with the success that you have and right. you are like, but I, I want to do this. Right. And your battle is with yourself Absolutely. and giving yourself the opportunity to do the thing that you want to do that you just haven't really made the real time to go do. And you haven't made the time to really go do it because this other thing Absolutely. fucking just keeps getting better and keeps getting bigger. Right. That's a great fucking thing, man. One of our friends told me to shut the fuck up because I married, I was fortunate enough to marry my second wife first. Oh my God. He's he's in the picture behind you. You know, that's fucking brilliant. Listen to me. (laughs) That's fucking brilliant, man. He's like, your wife is fine. You have a fucking house. You have fucking this. Then your kids are in private school. You married your second wife first. Shut the fuck up. I was like, he's a genius. He's a fucking genius. genius. He's a genius. Yeah. He's a genius. By the way, he's about to get on the road. I don't know where the fuck he's been working out. That's what, look, when you, you know how you just said how the fuck, my how the fuck is, uh, somebody was like, yo, Dave, you know, he's in Vegas. Uh, he did like an hour and a half the other night. New shit. New shit. (laughs) Again. Right. Where the fuck is Dave getting all this goddamn material from? Then I called Chris. Chris was like, yeah, man, I think I'm about to go out. I've been working out. Working out. (laughs) 
Right. Where the fuck are y'all working out at? Like it's it's the same thing. I love like, it. I love the the. It's not, I don't. I don't know if it's a, a silent competition with you three, but I love hearing you three talk about each other, and, and, and it propels and pushes your career. You guys have three total different careers. Chris is fucking Denzel now with these fucking dramas. It's crazy. They'll, you know, Dave's doing shit in cornfields and fucking putting out specials every five minutes. This motherfucker is so great, Kevin, that he's putting out snippets of material with no fucking punchlines. Like he's just telling these fucking stories and rants and we're going, this is the funniest shit. Wait, did I laugh? I didn't even laugh. Like the he thing is, he did about fucking uh, George Floyd and the other shit about how Netflix needs to pay him his money. Like it was the fucking, it was it was fucking poetry. He's flying on a different frequency. Yeah, there is no, there is no, you're, you're, there is no catching Dave. There is no trying to do what Dave is doing. Dave is flying on a different frequency, and and now that Dave has discovered how to bring what he loves to do right. to his city right. and, and own that thing, that likeliness, that cadence, that mm-hmm. they, I'm, I'm employing people here where I live to our economy is getting better because of this thing that I have and I'm going to keep it going. The city is going to now have this, this, and this, and I'm going to be the guy at the front of all of it. Like it's like he, he has, He's in the fucking another quarter. Right. And in this quarter, he's found that thing. He's found that new energy right. and that new thing that's driving him. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. When when talking to Chris, Chris is in that quarter as well. And Chris's new thing is driving him. You know, I was talking to Chris. He was like, yo, man, like I'm I'm living. He said, like, I'm right wow. now. I feel like I'm living, like I'm traveling. I'm just seeing shit. Right. He said, I'm just going to see shit, Kev. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. He was like, I'm going to experience the things that life offers. I'm living. And and I could hear it. I could hear it in his voice when he was talking about like, you know, this is, I want to come back and I'm going to have shit to talk about, but it's because I'm giving myself a chance to live. Right. Like, Kev, get the fuck out, man. You got to go do some shit. Right. Go do some shit. And, like, that that energy, like you said, that we give one another, it's it's everything. That's lo- I love watching it. It's everything. And, and you know who else, who I miss, man, and I, and I haven't talked to, but but who has that energy and, 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 and just a, a nice, like, soft positive fucking cadence of support but is also great fucking fox oh my god fox one of the greatest storytellers of all time i i say it's between him and bill bellamy yes yes him and bill bellamy let me tell you what jamie fox does that makes you feel like a king if you're ever in the presence of jamie and there's another group of people his introduction of you is fucking ridiculous. Hey, you guys. How you guys doing? This, this is Chris Spencer. I don't know if you guys drink water. He was the first guy to purify it, right? <laughs> Not only did he do that, you see how NASA, that, that rocket ship is able to stay out there. He created a fuel, and you can't go, nah, stop playing, Jay. You, you sit there and take it. Like, he gives you the fucking best intros in the world. But I say I love Jamie Foxx. Jesus Christ. Such a good dude, man. Such He's a- such a good fucking dude. Do you remember years ago when we used to go to Fox's house? Yes. Do you remember you did? I I ended up at Fox's house because of you. Really? 
Yes, you took me to Fox's house. We used to play basketball, yeah, right? Great. We used to have fucking, we used to, I don't know what, by the way, somewhere along the lines, uh, quietly, we said, fuck this shit. Like, somewhere at some at some age, right. we right. lost the, the connective tissue in activity. Right. We used to we used to have our, we would do our basketball runs. Yeah. Go we eat. would go eat. We would chill. Like, we, we had it. You right. took me to Fox's house, and I was blown away. That was like my first, that was actually my first Hollywood like experience of oh shit we going to fucking jamie's house they say we're going there to play ball oh fuck chris what time i gotta be ready all right i gotta get the car oh right, shit right, I, right. i'm gonna make sure i'm on time this is a big fucking deal you know i was young right. i was young so this was this was this was everything this right. little thing that you just threw out there yo we gonna go to fox's house we gonna play some ball over there to me <laughs> it was way more than that Right, right. This is this is oh my god! But that relationship, that relationship started with you. That relationship started with you taking me over to Fox's house. Swear to God! Wow! Swear to God! Like of course we saw each other in passing, yeah. but yeah. that's when Fox and I started to get cool. Right. I went over there and I could play, right. and that just gave us a different energy. It's so funny how that is like the equalizer, like. Many comedians have come over there and we play ball as but if a motherfucker can really play, that really can bring a friendship together. Like when he saw that you could hoop, because ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Hart can actually really fucking hoop. I play. That made it that, that was a click. You know what I mean? It, it really was. There's some really good was. comedic ball players out there, Corey Holcomb and Rudy Rush and David Arnold, and but you don't expect these people to be able to play. And then when they can, you go, oh shit, okay. I had, uh, doing tomorrow? I, had Adam, I had Adam McKay uh, on a podcast. Uh -huh. Adam brought up the E-League. He brought up the oh E-Entertainment. And when I tell you, me and Adam just went down memory lane. Right. You know, he was my center. He was oh, like, I Kevin. remember, listen, the funniest <laughs> story that I tell my story. He said, Kevin, what I love the most about you, he said, is that you always made me feel good. <laughs> He said, like, you would literally throw a pass at me. And it would hit my hands. Right. It would touch my hands. Right. My mind would say, catch it. My body would say, grab that ball. Right. But I would drop it. It would go out of bounds. And you would say things like, don't worry. Get the next one, Adam. It's okay. You right. never made me feel like an asshole, like right. an idiot. And there was these other guys that was just so intense <laughs> and so tough. But you were, so you were actually good. Intense. That <laughs> we right down there. there. We thought we were in the pros. You couldn't tell us anything different. Funniest story. One of the funniest stories is you guys, I think, were in a championship. And Will Ferrell was giving you guys a speech in the locker room. <laughs> and I walked in. And I had never in my life seen, I guess I don't know him. I just know him from the movies and Saturday Night Live. And saw him being serious. I was like, is he serious? Come on, we got to get these boards. You got to block out, man. And, da -da 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 -da. and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for the joke. <laughs> And so that's what was great about that. Just so many different fucking people. The greatest shit I ever seen. All right, you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, this is how intense this internet. We thought we were really in the NBA. They gave yes. us NBA uniforms. They had NBA refs. We had a fucking nurse and fucking uh, <laughs> people to stretch us. We had NBA fucking Advil. And so I remember one day, Kevin, we were about to play. And we, they put, it was the, during the All-Star game. An All-Star game was in Phoenix. And we watched Brian McKnight sing the national anthem in Phoenix. 
We played the game. We got off the court, and this motherfucker was tying his shoes next to us. I was like, yo, he's like, I wasn't going to miss the game. I said, you were at the All-Star game. He's like, fuck the All-Star game. Man, it was that serious. It was, it was that serious. So many that, injuries. <laughs> everybody, everybody stayed hurt. Yeah. Everybody stayed hurt. Everybody stayed hurt in that league. There was not a – I got to tell this. Uh-huh. I got to and, – and I went to basketball so I could get here. Uh, I also took Chris Spencer to uh, – what was the camp? Chris? Fantasy basketball camp with D-Wade. Fantasy basketball. That was the greatest fucking four days of my life. <laughs> I said, Chris, we're going to fantasy basketball. You remember camp. we wrote a movie? So yes. For research, yeah. Yes. We and Chris said, "Why?" At the time, like Chris just said, we were working on a script, and this is once again another tier in Chris's uh, multi, uh, multi-tiered, multiple fucking version of a career. Right. I can't right. find the word, but he just and like I said, he's the Dosecki's man in comedy. He does right. it all. Chris Pitts is a writer. Uh, this camp came up. I'm like, "Yo, I'm just gonna take us to the camp. This can give us good shit." <laughs> To write a story. He was like, all right, cool, bet. We go to this fantasy basketball camp. D Wade was running the camp. Now, fantasy basketball camp is basically this expensive uh retreat for older men that want to experience a true NBA lifestyle right. uh within the game. So they had real NBA coaches, yep. uh you had real NBA trainers and you had like real NBA it was like trials. We had our version of the combine. You go uh to enter the camp, you got to do like this crazy workout, uh shooting Vertical. drills yes. and, and you get drafted. Yep. You get fucking drafted. There's a draft. Holy shit. We got a draft. It was the best thing ever. We was here four fucking days. Four days overnight. I say this to say, somewhere along the lines, Chris Spencer checked out of his normal. Let me tell you, Chris, I come downstairs one day. Chris, what are you doing? They're draining my knee. What? They're taking the fluid out my knee. Who is? They're doing it right here. They can do it. They can do this so I can be ready for the game. Hey, man, (laughs) you better not let these people get inside your knees, Chris. Chris was getting surgery (laughs) at this fucking camp. He he was icing his legs down. He would Chris would like have his knees wrapped in ice. His his back would be wrapped in ice. We took full advantage. This was you know how you get free shit and they like in the shirts and you just keep going back and you got all the shirts because they was free. You're not gonna wear these fucking shirts, but you go get them anyway. We used every Every fucking aspect. Even them shoes Dwayne Wade gave us. Oh my God. They killed our feet. They killed. They, my toenail came off. <laughs> I was like, Dwayne might want to call these people back and get, get an adjustment because there's a part in the he, toe that rips off toenails. He but we fucking, didn't fuck. We were playing with bloody socks. We, it was <laughs> that, we were, it we was were that intense. Let me tell you something. We would have fucking went to, the, we went to the championship and lost because your brother, <sighs> his battery just <laughs> went out. I said, yo, we had the game right before the championship. And, you know, I, w- I was done, too. I had the knee surgery. I had ice all over my body. And your brother was carrying us. And all of a sudden, the last day, he wasn't dressed. I said, what's going on? I can't do it today. 
What the fuck you mean? It's the semifinals. <laughs> So what he said, he said, he said wait, 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 let me please say this part because I know back spasms. I said, what? <laughs> he said he was having spasms and it was going all up and down his body. And he couldn't. I said, dude, just bring the ball. Chris, I can't play. <laughs> Cause your brother can fucking play. He could he could get to the racks, he could dish. I could sit there with my little set shot, set shot jumper, my sumper, and hit stay in the corner. When he said he couldn't play, I was like, oh, we done. <laughs> Man, when I tell you my brother stayed in that hotel two days after the camp was over, he stayed an additional two no days. Way. He couldn't move. He couldn't move. He said, dude, dude I just laid in the bed. He said, Kev, I had you extend the room. He could not move. Let me tell you what happened, really, right? You know why? Because he, that game before he almost died, <laughs> We played you and we yep. beat you. And that's all he needed. That was the feather he needed in his cap for the fucking, for the, he didn't need no fake NBA fucking uh, David Stern uh, trophy. He got to play. I mean, I, I, that must have been a great experience to be able to play with your brother. That motherfucker, I was, we, <laughs> I was mad. You I was fucking mad. It was real. It was sibling. That's what, if we go back and do that movie, that's what it should be. I, I was you fucking motherfuckers mad. Go, yo, you were really, like, ladies and gentlemen, this was, there was no, this was Kevin Hart, Philadelphia, worked at Foot Locker. He hadn't done any movies. He hadn't no. done a commercial. Him and his brother were going at it. Like I Seth and Steph. I was fucking mad. And I, I was, I gave work. I gave y'all some work that game too. And y'all motherfuckers just, we just couldn't stop y'all. Right. We just couldn't get a stop, man. And it was like, it was so frustrating because I, like, I knew what that meant for him. Yes. And he's wanted that over me. And, yep. and, and when you guys got to the championship, I had to hear that shit. Right. I had to hear that shit. He said, yeah, you out here. You out here scoring all these points, but you're not leading your team to championship. That's what a real point guard does, bitch. He was just cussing me out. He was just being it. a big brother yep. every fucking day. It was great. That was a fucking great. Shout out to D-Wade. Uh, I don't know if you do that camp, man, but it's... it's. We should bring it out here. Man, it, it is... I mean, I'm not going to play no more, but it would be great to watch others. It's an experience that I'll never forget. It was it was that amazing, man. That yep. fucking amazing. Yes. Um. Well, see, Spence, the beauty yes, of these conversations, man, is that you look up and the time is fucking gone. You know, it's only supposed to be a fucking hour. Look at this. It's an hour of fucking great dialogue, dude. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. It's a great that. dialogue. Um, I want to close in, in saying, hey, dude, you're fucking, you're a goddamn legend simply because you, you care. You not only care about your craft and what you do, but you care about the other people that share the same love for this thing that you love. And it shows, right? And mm -hmm. through your progression in your career, uh, your energy has just never not been positive. So this thing that you now have with yourself and for mm -hmm. yourself, it's gonna it's gonna work itself out. Um, but it's gonna require you to fucking you to flip that switch. Yep. So I just want to tell you, man, be be comfortable and confident in knowing that when you do do that, mm -hmm. you will get the rewards from the from the work like you're, you're going to get what you want and if the special is that thing i already told you man there, there's no world where 
I wouldn't fucking shoot a Chris Spencer special when you're ready to do it. It's just, it's not, not going to happen. You have my word that I will produce your special every fucking day of the week and be proud and happy to do it uh, because you deserve it. So when you're ready, I'm ready, but you know, dude, you, you got nothing but good time and energy uh, ahead. I think you should knock out these projects, uh, put your foot in this goddamn movie's ass and you do give yourself a nice little time. I'm gonna go out here and be a road warrior and and let's get to it. Let me thank you one for one more thing. You you've actually made my marriage as strong as it could be by allowing my wife and I to have this platform on LOL called Date Night with Chris and Vanessa. Like I when I say I tried my best not to work with her. <laughs> She had scripts. She had uh, 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 talk show ideas and treatments. And I was like, no, no, no. And then when she came up with this format, I was like, okay, this, this could be it. And then when she made the phone call to you and you guys said yes. Like, it's, it's, it's made us the greatest couple in the world. That's dope so, as hell. It's really, like, I, we, we, we love is easy. We like each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I still mm-hmm. I make her blush. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. And that's from us working together. I always thought you wanted to keep church and state separate. I like that you've given us the ability to work together. And, and we really like each other and we really love each other. So it's dope as hell. And for our listeners, uh, if you're not familiar with the show, uh, it's on Sirius XM. It's channel 96. Uh, the name of the show is Date Night. And it's uh, with Chris and his beautiful wife, Vanessa uh, Spencer. And it's just uh, it's it's something that I feel that everybody should should take a listen to. It comes on Friday evenings um, on a platform, but it's dope, you know, and they have other couples come on and it's great. Great conversation, great dialogue uh, in a way that only Chris Spencer and his wife can do and present it. So uh, give yourself a dose. It's a good listen. Once again, Friday evening, Sirius XM Channel 96. That's Laugh Out Loud Radio. Um, Chris, man, I love you, dude. I love you. You're a friend, your brother. And I mean it when I say a mentor as well. Uh, forever the guy that I'm going to get on the phone when I'm in need of some uh, some funny, some funny or some goddamn just funny advice. Like you're you're the guy. So in return, just know that and stand on, man, you sit in everybody's goddamn mindset in a positive way. Uh, Eddie, Arsenio, Sebastian, Joe Coy, Tiffany, Hassan Minaj, Steve Harvey, Earthquake said, these are all guests that I've had that have mentioned you uh, at some point in the interview. So, you know, that's just something for you to think about. Because people are calling me like, who the fuck are yeah, you? Everybody you, keeps talking about you. When, when Hassan Minaj said my name, I was like, I didn't even know he knew me. It's, it's. it's I'm just telling you that's impact. That's impact and that's uh that's that's your your likeliness. You know what I mean? It's 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 definitely shown and and it will continue, man. So thank you so much for doing this, man. Much appreciated as always. And uh this conversation was exactly what I thought it would be. Fucking amazing. Comedy Gold Mines is a serious XM and LOL audio production. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, and Eric Weil. With Tastemakers Media, Emil Garner, and Ian McDonald.
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.